Welcome back to Kentucky Daily. I'm your host today, Derek Terry. I am riding solo. Today I had an interview uh, with a beat rider from Missouri, uh, a man by the name of Eric Blum. He covers Missouri athletics for the Columbia Daily Tribune. And we just wanted to get on and talk a little bit UK, Missouri. I always enjoy having riders um, from other schools. I think it's good to get a different perspective. Um, I know in my job, sometimes I feel like you can get into a bit of an echo chamber. Um, so locked in on UK a lot of the times that I, I personally enjoy hearing different perspectives. I think it's good for fans too to kind of hear how the, the Missouri, in this case, the Missouri side of things is kind of portraying this game. You can get a different angle as to the kind of things that are said. What I mean by that is if you've been on Twitter today, you probably saw some quotes from uh, Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach at Missouri, basically saying this team is not ready for Kentucky, not ready to go on the road and play a team as good as Kentucky. So we talked about that a little bit, talked about some personnel, um, the matchup between Liam Cohen and Steve Wilkes, two guys who uh, are in their first years at the respective schools, Colin plays, uh, obviously Cohen on offense, Wilkes on defense. So those two have a bit of a past and just in regards to where they were at the time they've overlapped, there should be some familiarity there. Um, but as always, uh, we're grateful for our sponsor, the Butcher's Pub, locations in London, Pineville, and Williamsburg. Get out, check out the Butcher's Pub. But without further ado, let's get into this interview with Eric Blum from the Columbia Daily Tribune. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Kentucky Daily. We're joined now by Eric Blom, staff writer covering Missouri athletics for the Columbia Daily Tribune. Eric, thanks for joining us. Of course, anytime. Happy to be here. Eric, this is a game that I think a lot of people probably on both sides, uh, I know for sure UK, uh, have, have had this, this game circled all off season. I, I guess just your initial uh, impressions of how this game is being portrayed on the Missouri side in terms of importance and just uh, maybe how eager they are for, for this SEC opener. Yeah, I, th I think it's circled, but it's circled for different reasons on both sides. Um, on the Kentucky side, I would perceive it's being circled because of how Kentucky did last year against Missouri. Um, and I, to put it lightly, Kentucky did not play well and Missouri did play well. Um, but I think on the Missouri side, it's circled because this is a great measuring stick for how far Missouri has come in the, I guess, I mean, just on-field play the year since Eli Drinkwitz debuted as Missouri's head coach. But in really the two years since he's been here, since he was hired in December of 19, this is a great measuring stick. I mean, Kentucky's trajectory under Mark Stoops is really a path Missouri would like to you know, familiarize itself with in a sense. I mean, I think that 
there's certain challenges that happen at Kentucky that wouldn't at Missouri and certain challenges of being Missouri that wouldn't happen at Kentucky. So there's going to be certain challenges and differences there. But, you know, at the end of the day, Kentucky was one game away three years ago and against Georgia from playing in the SEC championship game. I mean, Missouri getting back there, they haven't been there since 2014, uh, is probably the primary goal of Elijah Rinkwood. So I think using this as a measuring stick of how far they have to go, especially getting in a big game right out of the gate against Kentucky is, is a big deal to this program. And so um, I, I, I could probably ask me for a score prediction along the way, but I'd say up front, I feel more confident saying this game will be project uh, end within a touchdown either way than who wins it. Saw a quote today. I assume it was on the SEC teleconference. I was not on there today, but um, Eli Drinkwitz, this is a quote on preparing for Kentucky. He said, we're nowhere near ready to play such a good team on the road. <laughs> yeah. Dave Matter is where I saw that tweeted and quite a bit of reaction to that. Are, are you thinking this is uh, coach speak or you think he's you know legitimately uh, just being honest, I guess? I, I've not covered Drinkwitz. I know you have. So how did sure, you kind sure. Of- so I think it's both if possible. So last night uh, we had some availability with Mizzou. We got to see kind of Missouri walk off the field as we started our scrum with some of the defensive staff. And to put it lightly, Drinkwitz did not look happy. And I think that part of that would is the expectations for his team and knowing how big of a game this is and how much he's kind of put it under a microscope himself. And then seeing, you know, the beginning week practice where they install whatever they have to do for Kentucky. And it really didn't go well. Um, I imagine. And just from our perspective, I mean, the media availability was supposed to start about 530 ish and we didn't get anybody until about 610. So that tells me there was a pause in practice, maybe some yelling going on. But um, I don't think it's I mean, Drinkwitz has not been not so subtly calling out his own team publicly and they've always responded. So this is something he's been doing his entire tenure. I don't I think it is a little bit coach speak because he knows and Drinkwitz has a really great handle on the public relations part of his job. But there's a lot of truth to, yeah, Missouri kind of looks like crap right now, maybe compared to where he thinks they might be. So we don't get that many viewing windows into practice, but I guess the, my answer to your original question would be both, if that makes sense. Yeah, obviously Missouri picked up a 34 uh, to 24 win over Central Michigan, um, a solid program out of the MAC. They came down to Lexington a couple of years ago, but obviously Jim McElwain was not on the sidelines, but from that game, it seemed like, you know, first first games are always tough. Uh, I, I try personally not to look too much into those um, just because there's such a long season left. I, I guess what would you say from that game, where are the biggest improvements that need to be made on Missouri's side? <laughs> we'll, we'll start with third downs. Missouri went one for 11 on third downs against Central Michigan. That's not going to cut it. Like that – and their one completion was just – they completed passes at the time. Like I think they only had like a couple drops. Like they completed, I think six of seven passes on third down. They just didn't throw it to the sticks. So that's a problem. Um, and I think just overall the offensive line, I, I think Missouri's offensive line played did okay. We didn't do great. Um, you know, and this is kind of the difference between what Kentucky did week one and what uh, Missouri did. I think central Michigan obviously is better than Louisiana Monroe. I don't think Louisiana Monroe won a game in 2020 and, they don't look to be much better this year. And Kentucky with every, did what they were supposed to do and then and, and absolutely ran them off the field. But Missouri got a better opponent in week one, and they're probably better prepared just from their opponent alone than Kentucky was playing Louisiana Monroe. But Kentucky probably has a lot more confidence because of how they played than Missouri did. So that really is the balance. Um, and so 
I think Missouri did well, but nothing too horrible outside of third downs, but they didn't absolutely impress us either. I guess, Eric, um, stick with me on this question here. I, I think last year's game was so odd, especially from the UK. And there's not many games. I cannot recall a game covering Kentucky. Maybe you can think of something where a team ran 92 plays compared to, I think Kentucky ran 38, something like that. Uh, a huge drastic difference in plays for a game that was, if it never felt that close, but it was a one possession game in the fourth quarter, 17 to 10 right. at one point. Um, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think there's anything that can be taken away from last year's game? Or do you think it's just one of those deals that it was very odd um, played in the pandemic year, things like that. You, you, you see what I'm saying? I, I, I think, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, I think that the, in terms of you're just looking at the play count. Yeah, it's odd. What what's, I think is just as odd. And I think, and Mark Stoops has made no bones about it from what I've seen this week is that Kentucky got beaten at their own game mm-hmm. last year. And that rarely happens. If Kentucky loses, you know, it's they, they just get outclassed in every way to where whether it's to a Georgia or another team in the SEC. Rarely do Mark Stoops teams lose the Mark Stoops way. And that's what Drinkwitz came in and put, punched them in the mouth and they couldn't respond. And that rarely happens. You know, you want to go back to 2018. Those are the types of games that usually happen between Missouri and Kentucky. And that's really one of the defining moments of Missouri's time in the SEC. That was such a bad loss for Missouri. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, I think that that's kind of what stands out to me. I mean, last year, Missouri absolutely earned that victory and came out and played really, really well. And that that really inspired a lot of confidence at Columbia. Um, but in terms of making it up from last year's game, I think the most obvious thing you can look at is that Kentucky didn't have much offensively at that time last year. Now they are a completely different team with Liam Cohen there. And usually it's been with Benny Snell and they run the ball. Now they can kind of do both, and they're more balanced than I think we've seen Kentucky in recent years. So it's just a completely different Kentucky team. Missouri has a lot of the same personnel. Then, but at the same time, Missouri has a new defensive coordinator, and so we'll see. I, I think you know if Missouri can contain what Kentucky does, it'll be a long night. But I, I think that it'll be a, a closer game, and you know a lot of a human chest going on. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys have had a chance or even how the media availability works at Missouri. But one of the big themes yesterday for Liam Cohen when he spoke to us was kind of that chess match between Cohen. Obviously, he was not calling the plays for the Los Angeles Rams, but he was uh, with L.A. when Steve Wilkes was the head coach at Arizona. And I believe they might have actually played too whenever Wilkes was in Cleveland a couple years Mm -hmm. back. Uh, I I guess how interesting is it to you that – these are two new coordinators for the respective schools yet. There's kind of some familiarity uh, as to what the other side's going to want to do. I I think that the NFL's influence on college football, especially with how there's a playoff now, and especially with how, you know, there's more of a focus on getting to the league than there really has been in previous years. I think, I think there's more of an influence there. I think, you know, college coaches are probably more respected by the NFL, their NFL peers than ever have been. So there's going to be more of that kind of, transition of the best ideas of college make their way into the NFL and what works in the NFL might make its way sooner down into college. And so when you have someone who's Steve Wilkes before last week, who last coached at the college level in 2005 and comes in and revamps Missouri's defense and they look pretty good for a first game. Didn't look great, but they got nine sacks. And I mean, such Michigan's offensive line looked overwhelmed by the end of the game because Missouri, a lot of that came from the blitzes they ran, not necessarily just from Missouri's defensive line, but 
Steve Wilkes had a lot of that NFL influence, but he did as the DC under Ron Rivera and uh, Carolina. And then as Arizona Cardinals head coach, and then when he last coached before this stop at Missouri and Cleveland, you mentioned as well. Yeah. There's a lot of that influence there. And I, and I think that you're going to see more of the Sunday type of game as opposed to a Saturday night type of game, Missouri and Kentucky play. Look at, you know, the scores in the NFL and it's a lot tougher to run up the score in the NFL. I mean, 45 points for an NFL team is humongous that rarely happens so i think you're going to see more of an nfl style score at the end of this game if either team gets over 30 it'd be a little shot last question i have for you and maybe you've touched on a few things but i guess if missouri well i guess what what do you think the winning team uh, let's, let's just use it from missouri's perspective since i'm sure you're far more familiar with them than kentucky if missouri is to get out of lexington uh with a victory what would have had to have gone its way you think Number one, Connor Bazelak can't falter. Um, he's looked good. This is going to be the first time he plays in front of a full big crowd as Missouri's full-time starting quarterback. He had experience a couple years ago against Georgia and played for the first quarter against Arkansas two years ago in Barry Odom's final game in charge before tearing his ACL in the second quarter. Um, you know, he needs to be a part of it. and needs to run this offense and not be overcrowded by Kentucky's defense. I think number two – um, keeping Will Levis in check. I think that the balance, if Kentucky's balance gets thrown off balance in a sense, Kentucky just doesn't have that much experience this year, you know, riding the ship. I mean, I think Louisiana Monroe might have scored first, and then basically Kentucky shut them down the rest of the game, if I remember correctly, and how that game went last week. Um, you know, this team doesn't know what it's like to basically just play from behind a lot of the time. So I think that if Missouri scores or uh, scores early, excuse me, and just stays on them. I, I think that Missouri can can grind this one out and get a win. I, I don't expect a high-scoring game, but basically just Missouri has to play almost mistake-free football to beat Kentucky. I think that Kentucky is going to give them some opportunities. Missouri is going to need to take advantage. But Missouri is also, I don't think, coming in at such a high quality to where Kentucky, you know, doesn't make those mistakes where they can just find them on their own. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting matchup for sure, and this is – a, a really important game to Missouri for sure. Eric, we appreciate you having, uh, having you on the podcast. Um, look forward to hearing from you again. If fans want to follow Eric, you can follow him on Twitter at by Eric uh, Blom. Eric, mm -hmm. thanks for joining us. Of course. Anytime. Thank you.